with with optimizing your website I was told you shouldn't focus on your main page you should have a focus page of another page and let Google do the work finding your main page is that correct uh, I mean you don't want to let Google do the work for you because Google is just a, a robot they need your help but if you submit a sitemap to Google they'll find all your pages on your website so every website has a sitemap or should will have one if you just go to your website.com forward slash sitemap.xml you pull up a sitemap of all the pages then you submit that to Google search console and then they'll index or hopefully index and find all the pages on your website. But you do need pages about everything that you offer, all the products that you're offering, all the services. You need a page about them. Like we were saying at the beginning, the more pages you have, the better. You don't want to just have a homepage saying, I do all these different things. You want to have a homepage saying, I do all these different things. Then you can click on each one and it goes to a page about that different thing that explains it in detail. To overcome, you must educate. Educate not only yourself, but educate anyone seeking to learn. We are all dead America. We can all learn something. To learn, we must challenge what we already understand. The way we do that is through conversation. Sometimes we have conversations with others. However, some of the best conversations happen with ourselves. Reach out and challenge yourself. Let's dive in and learn something right now. Today we are speaking with Brandon Lebowitz. He runs and operates SEO optimizers. Brandon, could you please introduce yourself and let people know just a little bit more about you, please? Yeah, thanks for having me on. My name is Brandon Leibowitz, and I've been involved with digital marketing since 2007, helping businesses and websites get more traffic from Google using SEO, which is search engine optimization, trying to help people kind of tap in that free traffic from Google that Google has to offer. I've been doing that ever since. Well, you know, SEO is one of those scary things for many people. And without doing it, you're really not going to get very far without paying a lot of money. So what is the reason behind SEO? Could you start with that? Just really focused on SEO just because it's free traffic. So SEO is search engine optimization. It just means optimizing your websites for the different search engines and trying to capture that free traffic. So if you search on Google, there's ads at the top, but right below the ads is organic, the free listings and SEO is all about getting you that free traffic. So you don't have to spend money on ads or whatever it may be, which all work. It's just SEO is a way to tap into that free traffic and free traffic is always going to be best long-term. So that's really why I focused on that over the years is just trying to capture that free traffic that Google's willing to give you. Yeah, and that's organic. And by nature, that's way better than any paid advertising that you're going to get because people actually want to click on you in that manner. Now, when you pay for it, they're usually advertisement banners. And, you know, I, I myself personally shy away from those. 
So I think that might be a trend. I don't know. Well, What's people, your thought on that? Yeah, most people don't click on the ads, but you accidentally click on it. Or sometimes people don't see the little thing that says ad because they put it really tiny and want to hide it. So yeah. I know it's an ad and hopefully click on it. But most people trust organic more than paid ads. But you get the people that don't really different. So, you know, the big dog on the block is Google. There's other search engines out there. Does SEO work on all of those search engines? Mm -hmm. Every search engine has a different algorithm, but for the most part, you optimize for Google, you should be good across the board. If you're trying to optimize for Yahoo, Yahoo's not longer, doesn't provide search results. It's actually a game that shows the search results. So if you want to optimize for the three big ones, you optimize for Google and Bing, and you're good for Yahoo, but those bring in such a tiny amount of traffic, it doesn't really have that big of an impact. And also, it's any website. So it's not just necessarily a search engine, but optimizing, can optimize your Amazon page for your products. You can optimize a Yelp listing, pretty much anything that huh. has a website on it or lets you edit stuff like Facebook. You can go and optimize your page a little bit. So it's primarily for Google or the search engines, but it does translate over to almost anything that you're able to go in and make changes to online. Does, does that also include YouTube? Yep, it includes YouTube, any other that Google owns YouTube. So there's an algorithm for all these different platforms and just putting keywords in the right places or doing the things that they're looking for is going to help you kind of raise your exposure and visibility. You know, a lot of people, they get stuck when you say keyword and how do you put a keyword in and how do you optimize for a keyword? Could you explain that to people? The keyword is whatever you're searching in Google. So when you search in Google, whatever that word is, or if it's five words or one word or 20 words, doesn't matter, but whatever you're searching, that is your keyword, or that's what you're searching. And you're trying to optimize your website to rank for that keyword, you're gonna wanna incorporate that keyword somewhere on your website. Because if it's not on your website, Google's not gonna think that you're relevant to that search. So you have to have that keyword somewhere on your website. And it helps out to have a page about that keyword that makes it even more targeted because someone's looking for that keyword and your website's just a general website and kind of mentions that keyword once or twice, that's okay. But if you have a page that is dedicated to that keyword, then you become really relevant to Google and they'll want to show you higher than someone that doesn't have a page. I always tell people, create as many pages as possible. The more pages you have, the more keywords you can target, the more opportunities you have to rank, and the better off you're going to be because each page can only target about three to five words max after that loses relevancy hmm that's interesting i didn't know that so there there is like a buffer that google keeps on your keywords then kind of they just loses relevancy it just kind of gets mumbled in with all these other words and google just doesn't know what you're targeting but if you hyper focus a page about one specific keyword then google's like okay this page is really only about this. And if someone is searching for this, this page is only about it. It must be relevant versus just yeah. having mentioned once or twice on your website. Google's like, all right, you kind of mentioned it, but we don't know enough about you to really solidify and say, okay, we trust you for this keyword. Unless you're a big corporation and Google will probably rank you for that. But 
you're a small, medium-sized business, you need pages dedicated for each keyword service product that you're offering. So, so now is there a number that you should be actually putting in your articles or whatever your pages consist of? How many keywords should you actually use? And is there too many keywords that you can use? Well, you can use as many as you like, as long as you create new pages. As long as you're creating new pages and writing content to support those pages, you can create an infinite amount of pages on your website and keep building it up and building it up and building it up. But if you're just trying to target all those keywords on one page, it's going to dilute that relevancy and really throw off Google because Google's just a robot. They don't know much. They're just reading text and trying to make sense of it. And the more text you give them, the more they're able to kind of decipher and figure out what that page is about. So if I'm trying to bolster my rankings in Google for podcasting and I am writing a blog post about podcasting, the more times I say podcasting in that article, that's better for me. There's not too many times that I can say podcasting. Well, you don't want to repeat it too many times, but God, just put it in there enough. So it just comes down to the content. If you have 100 words and you're putting it in there 20 times, that's a lot. If you have 20,000 words and you put it in there 20 times, not that big of a deal. So, but that's an old way of doing SEO. Nowadays, it's just right for people. And naturally, your keywords are going to be there. Don't write for keywords. But the title needs to have keywords. Title of the article, a blog post, a podcast, a YouTube video, whatever it is, the title really needs to have those keywords. That's the most important place to put those keywords. And you're limited to about 60 characters. That's why you can only target about three to five keywords because wherever that title is, that's really the main focus of that page, that blog post, that article, that, that podcast interview, whatever it may be. But the title is the most important place put the keywords you don't want to repeat the keywords multiple times in the title like you're targeting podcasts you don't have to put the word podcast and podcasts google will pick up on the plurals so you just got to figure out which one gets more search volume and use the one that gets more search volume like that's where the keyword research comes into play saying if i'm right for podcast podcasts podcasting all of them are going to get different amount of searches and that's where you got to figure out which one gets the most searches or the most search volume and is relevant to your audience. You don't want to just rank to rank that keyword, but ranking for targeted keywords like listen to my po or business podcasts because the word podcast can mean so many different things. There's no intent behind it. It's just a really broad general word. Two or more words for keywords are going to be better. The longer the keyword, the less people are using it, but the more intent behind it. Like if someone says, listen to business podcasts about digital marketing, that's a keyword that's really targeted. They want to listen to a podcast about digital marketing. They're not just looking for marketing or business or just podcasting. They know they want digital marketing podcasts only. Yeah, I heard that Google wants you to have at least 20 pages to start ranking. Is that true or? No, Google doesn't care how many pages you have, but to a normal website, or to, normal, to Google, a normal website would have multiple pages. Like if you just have, I know some websites are parallax, which is one long scrolling page, which is okay. It looks nice, but for SEO, it's really bad because Google wants to see pages for more pages. They want to see, really what they want to see is a homepage. It's a normal 
website, whatever homepage, but they want to see an about page, contact us page, privacy policy, terms of service, literally kind of like the standard pages. Other than that, they don't care if you have more than that, but they, to a normal business, Google wants at least an about us and a contact page because Google sends people to your website and then you have a bad user experience or someone gets ripped off. There's no contact page or about us page. It looks kind of shady. It looks like a fly-by-night scam website. So term of the service, privacy policy, also are kind of just basic things that every website should have. But Google doesn't have a number saying if you only have 10 pages, we're not going to rank you. It's got to have those pages and have good quality content on it. And they'll rank you. But the more pages, the better your offer are going to be. Awesome. So now I have a WordPress website that I use. It's pretty easy to manage and maintain. And I use a plugin for my SEO. Uh, that kind of makes this a lot easier for my SEO. Do they work? Uh, SEO. Those plugins. Yep. So if you're on Shopify, WordPress, all these different platforms that have extensions and plugins and they help enhance your website and do things for it. But the plugin is just the tool. It's how you use that tool. If you just install the plugin, it's not going to do anything for you. If you install the plugin and then put the keywords in the right areas and do all the things that you need to do, then it'll work. But the plugin just makes it so you don't have to know coding. In the past, to make changes on SEO, you'd have to go in the coding and make changes. Now the plugin will make those changes in the coding for you. You just have to input the things that you want to be changed. But if you just have a plugin thinking it's going to do it for you, it's not going to do anything. Yeah, because SEO is an everyday thing. It changes like crazy. And if you're not, you know, moving with it, you're going to be shuffled to the bottom really quick with that. So what... What does your service do for people, Brandon, with your SEO service? Get them ranked on Google for their keywords. So trying to figure out what keywords they want to rank for or what keywords actually have buyer intent. And then going in and making all the changes to the website, all the technical stuff, going in and making all those tweaks to the coding or plugins or whatever it may be to go in and make those changes. But from there... It's really about building trust because Google doesn't trust anybody. You could put keywords all over your website, make it perfectly optimized. Google doesn't care. They just say, all right, cool. You made all these changes, but we're not going to rank you without what are called backlinks. They want to see other websites talking about you. Without backlinks, without other websites talking about you, it's impossible to rank on Google. Google's whole algorithm started based off backlinks, and it's still based off backlinks to this day. It's changed a lot how they look at them, but... Essentially, you need to get other websites talking about you. So like a backlink would be if you're reading an article on like entrepreneur. And in that article, it mentions my name, Brandon Leibowitz. If you click on that, it takes you to my website. Then I'd be getting a backlink from entrepreneur. So the more websites that talk about you, the more trust Google is going to give you. And then once Google trusts you, they look at the keywords to figure out what to rank you for. But without that trust, they're not going to rank a website. Yeah, you know, it gets confusing to do it yourself and you can pull a lot of hair. What What is your onboarding process and how do you uh, initially intake people? With the website analysis is the first starting point. SEO, it's not a one size fits all. Every website is different. So I got to go in, 
look at your website, see what's been done, look at the competitors, see what's been done and see where the disconnect is between you and your competitors. Because that's the we're not trying to be Google. We don't really care what Google's doing. I mean, we do, but that's not what matters because Google changes right. every single day. So if we're trying to figure out what Google's doing, you're gonna be lost every single day. What matters is who's on that first page of Google for your keywords and what have they done? How much SEO have they done? What keywords are they using? What backlinks have they built? And how can I do a better job of doing that? That's all that really comes down to. So now with, with optimizing your website, I was told you shouldn't focus on your main page. You should have a focus page of another page and let Google do the work finding your main page. Is that correct? Uh, I mean, you don't want to let Google do the work for you because Google is just a, a robot. They need your help. But if you submit a site map to Google, they'll find all your pages on your website. So. Every website has a sitemap or should will have one. If you just go to yourwebsite.com forward slash sitemap.xml, you pull up a sitemap of all the pages, then you submit that to Google Search Console, and then they'll index or hopefully index and find all the pages on your website. But you do need pages about everything that you offer, all the products that you're offering, all the services. You need a page about them. Like we were saying at the beginning, the more pages you have, the better. You don't want to just have a homepage saying I do all these different things. You want to have a homepage saying I do all these different things. Then you can click on each one and it goes to a page about that different thing that explains it in detail. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you the, the big part of SEO for me was the keywords and it still is trying to find the relevance of what is at the top of those searches and what people are actually searching for. Are there tools people use to do that research? There are a bunch of different tools, like the Google Keyword Finder, the free tool from Google, which I would use that one first. Over all these other page tools, there's a bunch of page tools, but all the page tools are just pulling the data from Google Keyword Planner and making it look prettier than like charts and graphs, but Google Keyword Planner is from Google. The data is from Google. So. I would use that and make a list of as many keywords as possible, throw it into that Google Keyword Planner and see how many people actually search for that keyword. Because Google Keyword Planner will show you how many people search for that keyword every single month. And you can see maybe 20 people search for this keyword every single month. But if I use a plural or a singular, I might get 2,000 people searching for it every single month. So God, do the keyword research. That's the first starting point. There's all these other page tools, but Google Keyword Planner is one I really go to for the starting point. Also searching on Google. You just search on Google for your keywords and find the competitors. Whoever's on that first page of Google, they're doing something right and you can look at the blue clickable link that they're using on their website. So when you search on Google, all these blue clickable links appear. Those blue clickable links are called the SEO title tag. That's where everyone's putting their keywords. And that's where you can find your competitors, see what keywords they're using really quickly without having to do much, you just search on Google and you'll see all those, well, 10 websites on that first page of Google and you'll get their keywords really quickly. Yeah, that's that's crazy. You know, I, I was on that for quite a while and it took months to get where when you typed in Dead America, it would pop up on the first page. 
And I said, well, I'm there. And I stopped doing that work. And now you can go 10 pages deep and you can't find Dead America. You know, so I'm I'm getting back into the SEO work, which is frightening at the same time as exciting because uh, you just never know. The, the key is in that research, those key phrases that you want to really do. Should you like A, B test on those keywords? And how long should you wait in between those testing if you're A, B testing? I think you definitely A, B test every split test at all. It just depends on how much traffic you're getting. If you're only getting five people a day, you're going to need to wait a couple months to get some statistically accurate data. Whereas if you're getting 50,000 people a day, you probably run a test after a couple of days and say, all right, this is probably what is going to work or what's not going to work. But you want to test everything on the website because you never know what's going to work. But with the keywords, the keyword research, you can pretty much see what keywords using the keyword tools I mentioned are going to work. When you're talking about A-B testing, I would really be testing your website. Like if you have an e-commerce website, you might say add to cart, you get an A-B test, add to cart versus buy now, which one gets more sales? Or you can move the add to cart button up a couple pixels or a couple inches and see if that increases conversions or decreases conversions. Or you could split test a form where one form asks for the name and email, another one just asks for the email and see which one gets more conversions. But all that can be tested pretty easily using different tools, but it just comes down to how much traffic you're getting. If you're not getting much traffic, it's gonna be tough to test. If you're only getting a few people a day, you're gonna have to really test for months, but still, you're able to take test, look at that data, and then make statistically informed decisions about what's gonna work or what's not gonna work. So how, how many days a week should you put into your SEO? Just depends to how competitive your industry is. If you have a lot of competition, for your keywords, you're going to have to spend a lot more time. If you're selling something really generic like tennis shoes or something like that, T-shirts, it's going to be tough. You're going to have to spend a lot of time. Whereas if you're selling something really niche and unique, you don't have much competition, then you don't have to do much to maintain the results. But you know, with SEO, it's tough. It's not really a one-size-fits-all. Every website is different, but this comes down to the competitiveness. That's really what SEO comes down to. Who's on that first page of Google for your keywords? And how much SEO are they doing? And how can I do more than them? If they're not actively doing SEO, you don't have to worry about it. But if you're like a restaurant in Los Angeles, there's a lot of restaurants yeah. for that top spot. <laughs> so you have to keep working on it too much daily. That's right. You know, it just really That's comes right. back to the competitiveness. Yeah, you know, I, I've really been thinking hard about just turning that over and saying, here, do this. But, you know, the, the thing that stops me mainly is, well, with the keywords and stuff, only, only I know the keywords that I want to put in there. That's the mentality that I have. But, you know, the more I think about it, maybe somebody else would think differently in terms and that would be a good thing. What? What's your thought on that? Well, even if you have keywords in your head, you want to put them in the keyword planner to see how many people search for it. That's going to tell you, that, should I use this or should I not use this? Because I get a lot of business owners say, I want to rank for this keyword, and I'll see 10 people only search for that keyword a month. Like Maybe that's not the best keyword. Unless you know you're going to get those 10 sales, 
you have a big return on your investment, maybe it's worth it. But if not, well, I try to go after high certified keywords that have a couple hundred people searching for a month, more the better. So trying to do that research and dive into it is really a starting point. It's not just thinking this is what I want to rank for, saying, all right, this is what I want to rank for, but let me check. Let me use this Google Keyword Planner. And the Google Keyword Planner, you put one or two keywords in there, it's going to give you a thousand variations of it. So it's going to give you all these ideas of what you should be using instead of this. Or maybe you had the right keyword and here's other keywords that aren't as good, but maybe some of them will spark some ideas or get you thinking other ways. But Google Keyword Planner, I would say is going to do the job for you. You don't need to hire someone else. It's good to look at other websites and see what they're doing in that blue clickable link. But for the most part, you're going to see almost everyone's going to be doing the same thing. For the most part, there might be some variations, but once someone finds a good keyword, everyone's going to use that keyword or try to use that keyword. And then it's just about building better backlinks to build up that trust and get you ranked higher than those competitors. Now with those backlinks, you can get bad backlinks and you, you want trusted backlinks that rank high or how do how do they say that they have uh credibility mm -hmm. so yeah. so what how do you get credible backlinks what what's the best technique for that yeah so with backlinks in the was in the past numbers eight if i had 100 backlinks if you had 200 backlinks you would rank higher than me nowadays Google's have changed a lot. So they're looking at not the number of backlinks, but they're looking at the quality. So they're looking at quality over quantity. And what is a quality backlink to Google? Quality just means it comes from a related website. So finding sites that are related to you. So if you're doing podcasting and you're getting a backlink from a, an auto mechanic, that might look a little weird. Unless your podcast is about mechanics, but you want right. sites related to like audio or like podcast or like radio or just anything somewhat related to what you're doing. That's what Google wants to see. So the more related it is to your business, the better. It doesn't have to necessarily mean your competitors, like I'm an SEO company. Never gonna get another SEO company to link out to me because we're all direct competitors, but I can find other websites related to marketing or business or advertising or TV or print radio or whatever it may be. But as long as it's somewhat related, that's what Google wants to see. So trying to get those related websites to link out to you and the way to do that is, I mean, there's a ton of different ways, but best way is just really just kind of building a relationship with those websites. So kind of just reaching out to them and seeing if maybe you could write an article or a blog or do a press release or do some content marketing or do a sponsorship or do a trade show event or do a podcast or whatever it may be to get other websites to talk about you. But that's really the main thing is trying to get creative and there's tools that will show you competitors backlinks. So I could just throw any website into these different tools and I could see all of your backlinks. And then one by one, I could start reaching out to those sites because they're linking out to you. They probably would link out to me. I just have to initiate that conversation. And those are all paid tools like Moz or SEMrush or Ahrefs. You have to pay for these tools, but pay for them. And then you get access to like, you could see Google's backlinks. You could see any website's backlinks. Interesting. That That's the, that's the bread and butter of it right there then so what if if people want to have their site seo optimized what is this going to run them each month 
just varies too. If you're a cert, like if you're an e-commerce website and you're selling five products, or you might be an e-commerce business selling 50,000 products, each page needs to be optimized. So the more pages, the more work it has, it becomes, but really comes down to the competitiveness. If you're trying to sell t-shirts and you're a brand new company, it's gonna be really hard to break in because you're competing against like Amazon and Target and Walmart and all these big, big brands. Whereas if you're something more unique and niche, then it's gonna be a lot easier. So it's tricky, but that's why the starting point for SEO is always a consultation where I look at your website, do a free analysis, kind of dive into it and see how much SEO has been done. Really, I'm looking at your backlinks and looking at the keywords on your website, seeing where have you put keywords? Have you done it properly? Are they missing keywords? But really the backlinks shows me how many backlinks do you have and how many quality backlinks do you have? And then I look at the competitors and see how many backlinks do they have and try to fill in that missing gap. So, so you'll actually go in and you'll rewrite the articles and the headings is is that what you do well i make changes to the coding so behind the scenes where google's looking so what we see and what google sees is different google's looking at the coding for you to make changes in the coding so it's not many changes you make for people except for the content so the content on the website people will read that but most of these changes like the title tag or the meta description or schema alt tags header tags all this stuff is really more in the coding. People don't see it per se, but Google sees it. Right. And then they understand what that page is about or it helps them understand what that page is about. All right. Well, SEO is definitely a hair puller. And from experience that I've had, it's probably better that you reach out to somebody like Brandon. Brandon, how can people get a hold of you and get your services? That's yeah, so everyone that's checking out, watching or listening. If you go to my website, I create a special gift for everybody. They go to seooptimizers.com. That's S-E-O-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com forward slash gift. They can find that gift there along with my contact information and all the ways to get a hold of me. Brandon, I, I sure do thank you for spending time and giving your knowledge to us like you have. Uh, do you have any call to action for people? Yeah, just jump on it. Start doing this sooner than later. It does take time. Some <laughs> people get discouraged, but just start working on it. And the easiest thing is to start adding more content to each page, more text. If you add about 400 words of text to each page, I can almost guarantee you'll see an increase in traffic just because Google is going to better understand what that page is about to be able to read it all. That's going to be the easiest thing that everyone can change, but there are so many different things. It's like a puzzle with SEO. There's a lot of pieces. Some pieces are a lot bigger than others. The main one really is the content and backlinks. Backlinks are the biggest part of it. All right, Brandon. Well, you enjoy your afternoon and thank you for being part of the Dead America podcast. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining us today. If you found this podcast enlightening, entertaining, educational in any way, please share, like, subscribe, and join us right back here next week for another great episode of Dead America Podcast. I'm Ed Waters, your host. Enjoy your afternoon, wherever you may be.